Welcome back into Mining Stock Daily, everybody. It's a, I believe it's Wednesday afternoon. My day, my days are so lost after a long trip to Vancouver, and had to remind myself what day it was. Uh, we are happy to get another corporate update in here from Revival Gold. They trade on the Venture Exchange with RVG and on the OTCQX with RVLGF. And in once again is CEO Mr. Hugh Agro. Hugh, welcome into the podcast. How we find you this week? Oh, very well, thanks. Uh, good to be with you, Trevor. Good to be with you as well. Uh, we need to follow up on some news out of uh, specifically the Haiti deposit there, part of the uh, Greater Bear Track, our net gold project in Idaho. Uh, you put in your final results for your final six of 18 core holes there that you drilled at Haiti. Uh, really nice grade. Nothing, you know, I mean, you know, nothing you know that really stood out as any different, any less or any greater than what you have been uh, drilling throughout the year. 15, almost 16 meters of one and a half grams per ton, 18 of just over one grams per ton, 27.7 and almost 20 meters of 0.4. Uh, really solid drilling results here. Talk about the success of this drill program and what you do with this data going from here. Thanks, Trevor. Um, we're really excited about these results. Actually, we we hit some some higher grade material in these in these holes. Actually, uh, drill hole ninety four intersected ten meters of five grams. We don't headline that, and it's uh, it's it's worth bringing up with your with your listeners because it's a it's an unusual intersection in this oxide mineralization, all very close to surface at the Haiti deposit, and uh, really points to the potential beyond uh, what we've drilled to date, 100 holes in. Of course, we've been focused on infill drilling, uh, not so much expansion drilling as we prepare for a PFS. And as you point out, one and a half grams, gram uh, intercepts in this system are, uh, are right across the line for, for what we're looking for here. And as I, as I mentioned, the high grades uh, that we're seeing in the uh, western end of the deposit point to, to future potential. Uh, Hugh, that's a. Uh, I guess I guess curious. Why not use that high grade hit as the you know the headline hole in the title of this news release? And when I would say ninety nine percent of your peers would do absolutely that. Yeah, we're we're uh, listen. We're uh, we're the understated uh, group on the street. That's for sure. Uh, you know, we found four million ounces of gold over the last five years, making us the second largest discovery of gold. Uh, in the U.S. in the last decade, so it's a uh, it's a really come from from nowhere kind of story, um, and we and we take this uh, all very seriously. Um, we've got uh, more drilling to do in the uh, western part of the deposit before we start getting uh, too too excited about these higher grades. But it isn't it is encouraging when you've got uh, a um, uh, when you've got an intrusive related gold system such as we have at Haiti. You're always looking for the feeder zone. Which can drive uh, better recoveries and 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 potentially a much a much bigger quantum and scale. So uh, we'll be uh, we'll be into that I'm sure later this year. Um, the other aspect of this project that we don't talk uh, enough about really is is the mill phase beyond the first phase heap leach, which we're we're focused on now and the potential uh, around that. So uh, yes, Trevor, we, uh, we 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 could be accused of underselling this project. It's uh, it's quite quite exceptional. <laughs> All right. So tell me about uh, kind of a timeline here for 2023. You have an updated mineral resource in the works, and then later down the road in the year, you have an updated PFS. So you know, walk us through the work that needs to be done to reach both of those milestones. 
Yeah, work's uh, well underway. We were about 70% complete the study work in preparation for the PFS expected mid-year. Uh, um, so we've completed now the, uh, the, the metallurgical test work. We did 12 column tests on uh, leach material and, and FX. We're seeing better leach recoveries in that AD material, which is going to go into the PFS. Uh, geotechnical study work's all complete. That's uh, what allows us to give the engineers the confidence to improve on slopes, uh, do better design work in the PFS from what we had in the PEA. Uh, we've also now done trade-off studies to look at placements of leach pad, crusher station, all of those good things. And uh, so all of this study work in preparation for the PFS is moving along very nicely. We do have the resource update to, uh, to complete. Um, some details around how we model the underground uh, over the next couple of months, which will, uh, which we think will be enhancements to the underground aspect of the mill phase of this project, and uh, of course the oxide heap leach and uh, and how that all fits into the mine plan. So that's the focus of work. Resource update, PFS, um, and with these drill results now done, uh, the the modeling work on the Haiti deposit is is well underway. All right. Uh, so obviously those ounces out of the resource estimate for Haiti will be very important to really understand how, you know, really building from that PEA to the greater PFS. But, I, you know, I, I assume you're starting to do some of that nitty gritty work with permitting as well, because that's usually goes hand in hand in this stage of the life cycle. Uh, give us, you know, what are what does permitting look like, I mean, you know, general scope of work here for that. Uh, how does that look like for Bear Track or Net, and how far in the weeds are you and the team? Well, we're uh, we're well underway uh, on those aspects, environmental studies, baseline work. Of course, we're on a brownfield site. Bear Track is the largest pass producer in the state of Idaho. Uh, we have an active uh, ADR facility. Um, all of the uh, uh, major infrastructure is already in place: roads, um, a power line active power line and uh, leach uh, solution ponds, uh, water treatment. So all these things uh, give us a lot of experience with how the site will operate and uh, reduce the risk and timelines to complete permitting. Uh, as I said, we've been doing uh, some of the study work already in preparation for a plan of operations to formally launch the re-permitting of the site, and that work is ongoing. No showstoppers there. Uh, lots of, uh, of data to work with and uh, making good progress uh, on all of that. We'll have more of an update after the PFS once we nail down the footprint of disturbance uh, for, the, uh, for the restart of the operation. All right. You know, uh, for exploration and development work, I do want to kind of get into the, the, the equity of the company. But before we get there, let me uh, see, is there anything on this development exploration work ongoing that maybe it's really important for your shareholders listening now or potential new shareholders to be mindful of? Well, you know, the first thing is, um, I've said already, we're on a brownfield site. Um, our discovery rate over the last uh, five years has been uh, quite exceptional, finding costs of less than $5 an ounce of gold. So uh, deposits open in all directions at the Haiti satellite deposit in oxides, all uh, close to surface effect. These latest drill results, uh, some of them coming right from surface. So uh, this is uh, this is really productive. Uh, these are really productive ounces, and, and and as I say, the deposits open on the bear track side of the property. Again, deposits open. Uh, we ended last year with some drilling there, including intercepts of three and a half grams over one hundred and fifteen meters, uh, within which we have uh, you know ten, eleven, twelve grams 
over you know six, eight, uh, twelve meters. So this is uh, this has got a lot of potential to it. Uh, we are taking care with how much drilling we're doing at this exact moment because we want to preserve our uh, our share count uh, for those better days ahead. And you touched on it earlier, but that's an important objective for us, not just to develop and advance this project, but to do it in a rewarding way for our shareholders, which means minimizing dilution uh, as we as we make uh, progress with the PFS. Well, and there's there's only a handful of ways to minimize dilution, especially in this business. You and, and you understand that. So tell us, another, give us a better understanding. How much cash does Revival have in the bank that's going to get you through what typically is a very expensive uh, process of publishing and doing those technical reports you have on the books for this year? Yeah, uh, thanks for asking the question. So we we ended the year with about three million cash. We did a small top up raise at the end of the year with some of our our key shareholders. Uh, we're forty percent institutionally held, so we do have some good strong support from shareholders. And, and look, the overall um, the overriding message has been you know manage your costs, deliver that uh, PFS, and uh, and so that's what we're focused on doing, and that's what we're funded to do. Um, you know, we we have a GNA burn rate of about uh, less than two million Canadian a year as things currently stand. Uh, a lot of um, uh, discretionary uh, spending, which you know we can we can put off, um, and that allows us to to really focus on delivering what matters. As I said, finding cost at less than five dollars an ounce. This team works very efficiently, and uh, really proud of what we've been able to deliver for shareholders. Uh, over the last five years, uh, spending wisely is uh, is definitely the starting point to delivering value and keeping that share count count low. I I was just kind of briefly looking at the chart here, and it seems like it's there. It certainly is almost uh, identical to the the price action in gold. I mean, it, so it's definitely got quite a bit of leverage to the price here. Uh, you know, give me a sense of nineteen forty, nineteen fifty gold, uh, kind of. Let's reintroduce what those economics of Bear Track are net look like based on the PEA, and where you'll find uh, you know maybe some upward momentum, improved economics after this new mineral uh, after the new resource is updated. Yeah, so PEA was published in late uh, twenty. Um, I'm talking about seventy thousand ounces a year from the first phase heap leach uh, restart operation uh, and free cash flow at. 1750 gold running about 50 million dollars us per year on a hundred million dollar capital investment now you know numbers have moved around we're definitely seeing some cost inflation but as i alluded to earlier most of our major infrastructure is already in place so we're not spending a lot of money on steel and concrete uh most of it's uh, related to fuel prices which have in some sense uh, uh leveled off here and uh, and so you know, 100 million of capital producing 50 million dollars a year of free cash flow at 1750 gold. I dare not calculate what that would be at, at uh, current spot prices, but 50 million a year of free cash flow is about the current market cap of the company, and um, and so there's a lot of there's a lot of value just in that first phase uh, heap leach uh, operation. As you say, though, lots of leverage to gold here. We've got another three million ounces um, in the resource, total of four million ounces. Uh, which is uh, which is in a mill phase. Uh, uh, we're we're conceptualizing for the future, and uh, so every one of those ounces, I think, gives us lots of sensitivity to the gold price. Uh, there is no silver in this deposit; it is 100% gold, so 100% direct leverage to gold and lots of it. 
just general general sense of where we're at in the market now. Uh, I know uh, you know there's a lot of optimism and positivity on the last week and a half at the conferences in Vancouver. Uh, you mentioned that you are highly uh, invested by institutions. What kind of conversations are you having with that institutional smart money right now, specific to exploration and development for gold projects? And are you seeing at all any of that translate into the retail sector yet? Uh, we are definitely seeing in the retail sector. I think uh, I think pe- people uh, have generally observed central banks buying record levels of gold. They're watching, uh, you know, Fed activity. And what's happening in the broader markets? They're saying, I got to own some gold. Um, the next step is, of course, to own gold equities and better still, uh, junior explorer developers that have that exceptional leverage to the gold price that uh, we were talking about earlier. Uh, you know, here you have a company like Revival Gold trading at $12 an ounce in the ground. In a senior gold company, that's worth six, seven, eight times uh, the value. And, uh, and and more um, as you move up the uh, up the food chain. So um, the other thing that I think is going on, uh, and certainly among the institutional investors, is that they are they are biding their time for the point when all of a sudden the industry recognizes they're running out of gold projects in good locations to feed future growth, and it's happening uh, as we speak. You're seeing uh, companies like Barrick and others. Uh, have their their uh, forecast production trailing off, and there's not a lot of these new large gold projects to to uh, feed uh, future production. So uh, institutional investors, the smart money is uh, biding their time for for that recognition to flow through. Uh, we have seen a few acquisitions in North America: Fiore Gold, uh, Gold Bear, uh, also of course Humana, um, and these are all part of that consolidation trend that I think. Uh, the smart money's uh, waiting to see more of. Meanwhile, retail's already on board. Yeah. All right. Uh, Hugh, good to connect with you. Thanks for your insights. And there's going to be some important news items ahead for Revival Gold. And we'll be sure to be here and not only report that news, but follow up with you and get your corporate take on what it all means for not only Revival Gold, but also your shareholders. So uh, have yourself a great rest of the week and we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you. That's your update from Revival Gold, again, trading on the Venture Exchange with RVG and on the OTCQX with RVLGF. The information presented should not be considered investment advice. Mining Stock Daily and its affiliates are not responsible for any loss arising from any investment decision in connection with the material presented herein. Please do your own research or speak with a licensed financial representative before making any investment decisions.